and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie podcast. I'm April Atmansky, and I'm here today with Justin Meow Clue. And Meow, I mean Colin Cunningham. And if you can't tell, um, this week we had a catastrophe of an episode. <laughs> Wait, can I pause for a second? Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, we pay tribute to probably my favorite animal in the whole world, the cat. What? Uh, That's your favorite animal? What about like the T-Rex? <laughs> what about like uh, uh, what about like human, human <laughs> beings? Human. That's her, human. her favorite thing to hunt. <laughs> but not her favorite animal. Is April the predator? The most dangerous game. So the first movie we watched tonight was the cinematic classic from 2004, Catwoman. Yep. Directed by uh, Pitoff. <laughs> my favorite visual effects artist that has only one name. It's like, you know... It, Not my favorite director with one name. That would be Mink, the director of <laughs> the Steven Seagal film, Into the Sun. His name is Mink? Not even joking. Oh yes. my God. It's got style. <laughs> That's uh, right. I don't know. Just like this film has style, right? Oh, style despair. Yeah, a little too much style. So most people are probably familiar with this movie. It's kind of... It won several Razzies. I think like six? <laughs> yes, I'm like that. It <laughs> has like a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes, which Oof. is really low. Um, I mean, let's uh, set the scene. So there was a young man named Bruce Wayne, and he was with <laughs> his parents seeing Zorro, and they decided to cut through Crime Alley. Okay, sorry. And he also has a... Uh, Supervillain slash um, love interest called Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter because there's no references to Batman at all in this. Or, this is or a Gotham. Just nope. like, yeah, that's right. We're in Seattle. Uh, well, I, it looked. Was it supposed to be Seattle? I, I don't know. Not it looked sure. like it was shot in Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver, a, right. Because we, we ask ourselves, is there a big needle in Vancouver of some kind? Uh, yeah, but uh, the. Um, I, I guess to, to go back to the beginning, like this was supposed to be. Um, I mean, this is like a sort of spinoff of Batman Returns originally. Yeah, so it was supposed to come out in uh, 1995, I think. Yeah, and uh, so it was supposed to be Tim Burton originally. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Waters writing, the uh, writer of Heathers, and uh, he did a draft of Batman Returns. Okay, and then uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was going to be returning, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then yep. it sort of waffle, I guess, like Tim Burton didn't know if he wanted to come back and mm-hmm. do it. And and then <laughs> was it the Waters guy turned in the script the day Batman Forever came out in theaters. <laughs> yeah. And then Tim Burton was just like, no, I don't want anything to do with so this. So the other two Batmans, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, probably killed the goodwill towards making this movie. Yeah, I think Tim Burton probably just didn't want to get back to it. And then uh, mm. uh, Michelle Pfeiffer bowed out, and then it was going to be uh, Annette Benning at some point. Or Annette, Annette Benning. Benning. Yeah, it went to like he, other... Even in the 90s, I think she would have been a bit too old. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But instead, it went to Oscar winner um, Halle, Halle Berry. Berry. Yeah. And uh, Oscar winner. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Pete Off. Pete Off. <laughs> oh, you're going to say Sharon Stone? This which was... she nominated for Basic Instinct. Ah, oh, she should have been. So, this is a movie that they also put a lot of money into $100 million. Now, Crazy. I don't want to be someone who like judges the quality of a film or docks <laughs> points based on how much it costs. This does not look like a hundred million dollar movie. No, it doesn't. Um, but well, I mean, well, first of all, like Pitoff. <laughs> so, for people who don't know who Pitoff is, he's most famous for working with uh, Jean-Pierre Jeunet, the director of Alien. Like they worked uh, very close hand in hand when they made Alien Resurrection. Yeah, I think he was the visual effects supervisor on a lot of his movies, mm-hmm. and then uh, I think he was like a second unit director on uh, Alien Resurrection. Yeah, that's right. And he had started a little. Uh, it's a place called Durand Dubois. It's like a Parisian VFX company. I think mm. they did a lot of work in commercials. Oh, 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 oh. Would you like a baguette? <laughs> I'm French. Um, I'm allowed. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> so, it, yeah, he had like a post company and then uh, I guess he may have directed some commercials and music videos. He directed a feature film in France. I believe it's the first like widely released digital feature film, a film oh, okay. called V-Duck. Which was like a mystery kind of. It's really insane. It's like a Sherlock Holmesian kind of thing. Oh, with weird! A villain who wears like a reflective mask and has a, a spawn like cloak around oh, him the so entire time. Another superhero yeah. thing, kind of. So it was an easy sell, I assume, when they're like, <laughs> "Oh, we need somebody with some style to direct yeah. Catwoman." It, it just okay, like giving. There was a lot of this. Uh, I don't know if it was from this period, but just like VFX supervisors 
getting, you know, whoa. Uh, <laughs> hey, you want to direct a film, kid? It's like, here's $100 million. And you got any wide-angle lenses? Never, it never works out. So, What I, do you mean? I think that there is more than the uh, VFX doubles in this movie than it ever needs, I which just, is good in my opinion. I, I just mean like as movies as general, you know, when, when you always see it's like a VFX artist directing a movie. 99% of the time, it's not going to be a good movie. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that VFX artists aren't storytellers? I, it's <laughs> As a VFX artist yourself. No, I mean, uh, you know, as a VFX artist, you work on uh, shot by shot, mm-hmm. whatever. You're always serving some somebody else's vision. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, to hand $100 million over to, like, yeah. this almost first-time director, mm-hmm. pretty much. But you see it in, like, movies like Spawn or... <laughs> <laughs> and that director would go on to make Frankenfish a uh, very enjoyable monster movie. Oh, my God. Uh, and then uh, Aragon. It was, like, that dragon movie. Oh, yeah. It's the same director uh, as Spawn? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of his friends from ILM, Stefan Fangmeyer, and uh, uh, Spaz, Steve Williams, went on to do The uh, Wild. The guy who directed that Malefic- Maleficence movie. Oh, that's I'm sa- right. I- I'm saying it wrong. Male- he was a VFX guy Malefic- as well, wasn't he? He worked on Empire of the Dark. It was like uh, stop motion creatures yes, and stuff like that's that. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was oh, a big right. ILM guy. Yeah. Uh, so it can work out. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I've never seen I mean, Malef- Maleficent. Are you, are you speaking specifically of Empire of the Dark, an amazing movie? Yeah, but I uh, haven't seen Maleficent. <laughs> well, generally, I mean... To Let's get the for, sequel for a studio. Oh. Like I'm just sort of trying to get into the mindset of a studio. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me get into it. let me get into it for you. It's hmm. There's going to be a lot of VFX in this movie. It'll be cheaper to hire a VFX guy because he knows what he's doing and will cut out a middleman and not have to worry about it. Oh, Colin's no, shaking his head. No, because they always that's have. What they think though. They think that it's like, oh, it'll make you know he'll understand the process and somehow uh, the movie making will be more efficient or something. Mm-hmm. But you always have a VFX supervisor on set. Mm-hmm. That's the person that's there to take care of the visual effects, regardless or if the you know if the director knows anything about VFX. I'm at a fat all. cat studio head, and I think I know better than. <laughs> you do, Colin. The <laughs> well, VFX guy will just be able to do it. Okay, well, well then you get Catwoman. Oh, by the way, <laughs> um, Catwoman Meow. does not need a bunch of visual effects. <laughs> it doesn't. You could you tell so. this story with no visual effects What are you at talking all? about? And it, I mean, was like, good, it was going to be released in IMAX, uh, and it got oh, yeah, cancelled right. at the last minute. <laughs> Wait, they had like, that amazing cat. It was like a catch, uh, Catwoman <laughs> in IMAX. Yeah, no, you need, like, you could do most of the stuff practically, but in this movie she is a cgi person running and jumping all over the yeah. place now when you, when you hire pitoff yeah you, you get, get you, you get, get like plastic uh rubber halle berry yeah, doing a bunch of running shtick. up and down um buildings yeah horribly <laughs> so this movie barely has any plot uh yeah. it's uh, halle berry is a graphic designer <laughs> uh working for a beauty company and when she learns that uh, the skin cream that they're going to be releasing to the market uh, will destroy people if they stop using it, and also it will give them granite-like skin <laughs> if they keep using it, yeah. she is murdered by being farted out of a sewage line. And she's saved by a giant CGI cat. CGI cat. Burps into her mouth. No, it's like it burps tuna breath into her mouth. Big breath. Like visible breath. The camera in the scene twice goes into the mouth of a cat. Yeah. It's pretty (laughs) hilarious. Not unlike our movie uh, next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the next movie we're going to talk about. And uh, Halle Berry wakes up and (laughs) she decides not to wear moo-moos anymore. She is well. They try to like. They, she had they, a problem. They try to like kind of frumpy her up a bit. You know, it's like she's supposed to be this uh, person with no confidence, and she's kind of like a meek. So she wears employee. like a garbage bag of yeah. clothes. Is she her pants and her her frocks that she wears. Everything. But unfortunately, Halle Berry is just she's just a very very small person. So they put her in like X triple XL gigantic moo-moos. and it just looks ridiculous. What would you describe? She wears like a, a shirt for like almost half the movie that has like. Yeah. Giant, giant like, sleeves and frills around yeah. the cuffs. They're on the yeah the cuffs. So the cuffs are just giant. I don't even know if I can They're describe like clown it. Clothes. Yeah, kind of like clown frills or like something like the vampire Lestat would wear. Like like 
with those they used to have around the hands. So you can't even see her hands. They're just like covered. But um, Halle Berry realizes she's gotten the powers of the cat, which yeah. for some reason in this movie, I don't think this is canonical with any uh, iteration of Catwoman. She also starts acting like a cat. Like she yeah. loves catnip. Yeah. Uh, she loves sushi. Um, what else? She, she poops drinks in the litter box. She drinks cream. She goes <laughs> she to a bar and cream. orders cream. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think that was most people's question was, wait, this is what Catwoman is? Uh, really? I, I, it you know, feels yeah. like the story like auto-translated like seven yeah. times. And I mean, it's like, oh. I'm not a cat. Uh, not, I'm not a comic book person. No, so I don't but know. You know, who, you know who isn't a comic book person either? Pete Toff. Pete Toff? Yeah. Did you ever hear the story of like Golan and Globus' script for Spider-Man? <laughs> oh, no. Where like, I think it was Golan or Globus like wrote it themselves <laughs> and it, they kept calling Doc Ock Spider-Man because they didn't understand. He's like, ah, he has six arms. He's Spider-Man, is he not? <laughs> Okay, so he's going to attack Spider-Man, and then there'll be another Spider-Man. In the script, it'd be like, Spider-Man attacks (laughs) Spider-Man. I would have liked to see that movie. And it was like a complete like misunderstanding of what Spider-Man was. I think that version was going to be directed by either James Cameron, Albert Pune, or Toby Hooper. It was probably Albert Pune. Because I know know James Cameron wrote a script Mm. uh, much later. In the 90s, I believe, that he wanted to make his own Spider-Man version. But uh, yeah, so P. Toff said that he had never read Catwoman. Oh, really? Didn't know anything about it. But Mm. he said he... I do not read your American (laughs) comic books. (laughs) It is not in bande dessinée like we have in France. Rant, hard covers, all comics. I, I read uh, Le Metal Hurlant. <laughs> Metal Hurlant, which uh, for fans does not translate to heavy metal. It, oh, it actually doesn't. translates to screaming metal. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I like screaming metal. Better. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, all the sort of script development was done, uh, and then he said he read a few comic books, a few Catwoman comic books, just to see how it compared to the script, I guess. And then that was about it. She likes to uh, play basketball. (laughs) Does she ever? Fantastic scene where she plays basketball. And it's hilarious. Let's jump in, though. What was your favorite part, uh, Colin? Because I'm just teeing it up here for you. I think, okay, so I I, I was going to say the basketball scene. Like, when I I first saw it. Has been YouTubed to death. It's incredible. Like, look it up. It is so fantastic. And it also uh, encapsulates... Uh, the entire style of the movie Absolutely. which is like insane close up uh, wide angles and it felt like they used yeah. seven cameras and they just cut between all of them there's more wide angle shots in this movie than like Matilda yeah or any Terry Gilliam yeah or Terry Gilliam it's just so yeah. obnoxious the camera work and, well you get and, to see like Halle Berry like do the thing where she like rolls the balls in her oh, arms yeah, she's like, like, playing with it like a cat and would and the kids are like whoa she's and there's cool. so many shots of Halle uh Barry's uh, posterior in this film. <laughs> Just like her yeah. butt all over the place. She stops cars shots. with it. Like, Oh, yeah. Um, people just stare at it. That and, was like, probably a wide angle lens. It I, feels like, like, uh, like um, I don't know, some music video about butts. <laughs> yeah. About butts. It's like, there's a lot of scenes Sir in this movie. That's what I was trying to say. I was like, Sir Humps a lot? Is that. <laughs> Uh, also, Benjamin Bratt is in this movie. We haven't mentioned him because he's so boring. He's yeah. so bland. So uh, Benjamin is... Bratt, uh, boring, boring. It's right there in the name. Mm-hmm. I actually really like Benjamin Bratt. I wish he had, did better stuff. I don't mind him. Blanderman but, uh, Bland. Yeah, he's he's pretty bland in this. Yeah, he's, so, like, he's like bland cop man who's like yeah. investigating. Uh, and also in a relationship with, it's not Selena Kyle. It's another no, it's name. Patience. Pre- pre- uh, patience, yeah. I said Precious. I no, precious Patience. <laughs> I forget her last name. It's like Precious. Or <laughs> Patience something. Patience. So what's your favorite part, Colin? Okay, so it started out, uh, you know, and I saw the basketball scene. I was like, okay, I know my favorite part. You blah, made blah, us blah. watch it again because you were out of the room when it happened. It always happens. I always gotta take a take a whiz, and then I come back <laughs> and something's happening, it and I can worth hear it. Watching twice, I could hear you guys laughing and uh, while I was taking a whiz, and I was like, <laughs> no, no, not again. <laughs> Um, Not again. But then, so I have to say, at the very end, uh, Sharon Stone turns out to be the big bad of the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think she even no, big surprise. shows up. She, she's barely in the movie. She's she, at the beginning yeah. and she's at the end. Yeah. Probably like an hour, uh, over an hour into the And her the husband movie. is played by? Uh, Lambert Wilson, the and, Merovingian. And Colin would say that every time he came up on screen. He's like, there's a Merovingian from my favorite, <laughs> Matrix Reloaded. Hey, guys, you want to talk about Matrix Reloaded? <laughs> hey, maybe we should do that on the podcast someday. Oh, I like Matrix Reloaded. I've never seen it. 
Uh, speaking of Matrix Reloaded, the effects in this movie. So we were all talking about mm-hmm. the, the CG Catwoman. <laughs> is this your favorite part, the effects? No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> is Actually, my CG friend, Catwoman? No, my friend worked on this movie. He worked for a company called Escape Entertainment. And this was the... <laughs> Escape, the visual <laughs> effects company. hey It's the escape, the escape key. It, it was started by uh, John Gaeta. He was the effects supervisor mm-hmm. on uh, the first Matrix. Mm-hmm. Started uh, this company called Escape. They did all the digital doubles for the Matrix sequel. So like the big Neo versus Mr. or Agent yeah. Smith fight and all that sort of thing. Uh, so yeah, they did all the digital double work on this movie too. And I, I gotta say, we we weren't there yet, man. The effects, <laughs> the effects still wasn't not there, there yet with digital doubles. Ah, uh, you know, uh, well, oh, like, um, oh, black, black, black much, much, much better. Oh, we well, are not there, Black Panther. That was, that I know, was, but that's where we are now. Yeah, no, so that is not a representation of where we are now. I think that was just. Are a, you one a of great... those people who are like, uh, Mr. Nolan? I can show you a digital Batman that will be <laughs> just as good yeah. as a uh, practical Batman. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> But no, it, there is some fantastic digital level work that can be done now. Black Panther, <laughs> Catwoman. Well, is, what is, 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 yeah, can Blade you think two. of a good example of that? Uh, you, never, you would you know. never notice. You don't even see it. You wouldn't oh. even notice. Yeah, it's like uh, time travel. The best time travel policeman. You wouldn't know because nothing would be wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's, that's from Time Cop 2. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Too. Starring Jason Scott Lee. Uh, what's your favorite part, though, Okay, Colin? my favorite part is I was building up to this. So uh, Sharon, Sharon Stone comes in. Uh, it turns out by using the cream, like you said, it turns your, your face, your skin to, oh. to granite. Marble. Or she says, a living marble. It does yeah. not uh, affect her at all in the fight. She well, just gets she's, beaten she's, up. Yeah, so her and Catwoman kind of go toe-to-toe at the very end at the top of this building. And, you know, they're fighting. She's like, I don't feel anything. And then Catwoman eventually uh, kind of kicks her out of the building and she falls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but she kicks her out and it's the classic hero thing where they're like, no, take my hand! And yeah, yeah, at the last minute. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I, I kicked you off I mean, the ledge. I mean, Catwoman also says after Sharon Stone falls out, she's like, oh, I tried to save her so it doesn't count as killing her. I'm not yeah. a murderer. Yeah. I'm not a murderer. I may have pushed her out of the window. Uh, um, uh, but there's a shot of her falling and I'm not, <laughs> it, it's definitely not digital. It's it's Like a dummy. A Caught in the wind. Dummy, but it's caught in the wind or something. And it's sp- Is it possible that it was a stunt person? Yeah, it was it probably was, a stunt person. It was a stunt person eventually. Yeah, it turned into just a person falling without spinning around and around. Yeah, so it's caught in the wind and it's spinning like crazy, like a helicopter <laughs> it looks uh, propeller. It looks, you've never it, seen like someone fall so like this. Funny, it's I laughed, funny. and we watched it again. And uh, yeah, eventually it takes over as a as a stunt woman, and it's Zoe Bell who is mm-hmm. in uh, right. Tarantino's movies. It's yeah. weird because it almost feels like maybe a stunt person would be tough. Where like <laughs> I want to, I want to do this. I don't know why he's a vampire now. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me get my French. I want uh, no, he's gonna be a vampire still. <laughs> I, I want, want to do this. this. Uh, uh, someone falling out of a window with it. In a way we have never seen, can he spin when he falls? <laughs> and the stunt people are like, I, I guess he could. It doesn't really matter. Because yes. usually you use a descender rig with that, where like someone mm-hmm. can fall and it'll slow as they fall so they don't get uh, hurt. Yeah, when which, they looks, get like, which the looks like the second half of the mm-hmm. fall. Yeah, uh, but uh, the first half is just so fucking funny. We all like just burst. I out mean, laughing. speaking of visual effects, I think my favorite part <laughs> is definitely the endless establishing shots in this movie. Oh my god! <laughs> so the digital city oh, flyover—they built a digital city on and, rock and roll, and every <laughs> yeah. time that you cut to a new location, the camera is like, whoosh, and it is Pizza. so fakey. And so long every time, too. Pitoff does not do, like, lock-off establishing shots. No, okay. it's like... This was before drones, but even the excessive use of drones now is nothing like this. This is like, what if you could zoom into the building? Or what if you could zoom into the building and there's a reflection of a house, but then you go through it and you're going toward yeah. the house. Yeah, it's like every... Hey, you es- thought it was real, right? <laughs> you're wrong. It's like every it's establishing cool. shot has to be... It has to start at one end of the city and then it yeah. ends on the other <laughs> side, but it, it takes place in like two seconds or three seconds. This is a very 90s feeling film. It's crazy. Everything about it. Yeah, the cheesy lines, the music. Although oh, there's the a lot music. of like, there's like the like early 2000s music because that was the time. But it just, the the, the way it was shot. <laughs> like it was like I was watching that Vanilla Ice movie sometimes. <laughs> cool as Ice? <laughs> yeah. How dare you besmirch Cool as Ice? The greatest we'll movie where a man breaks into a woman's house and feeds her ice cubes as she wakes oh, up. Oh, yeah. God. I, I mean, every fight scene in this film 
they just like needle drop like a uh, woman um, sung pop song. It, it sounds yeah. like Destiny's Child. It, like, it very constantly. well could be. We, we didn't look at it. And it just feels soundtrack. like completely disconnected from what's going on. It feels like a male producer being like, ah, what do women like? This is going to be like a women film, right? Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's overused. We, we dress up Halle Berry like, uh, like a dominatrix. <laughs> yeah. But, you oh, know, boy. for the women, we have the music playing. Yeah, and it's like... To, sorry, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, it's, it's just a needle drop and like every kind of scene, big scene is shot like a music video. Or something mm-hmm. like I mean, the that. whole movie feels like a shitty music video. The kind that when you see, you're like, oh, I guess they're using like crazy angles, but there's no content to it. It's like, I hope this makes up for what's going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. It's like, let's make it exciting. It's by that inc- style over substance. Yeah, it's like the say. whole basketball yeah. scene is going to shot. And but somehow like the that. movie is over 90 minutes. And it's there's an hour no, and 40. There's so little plot. There's very yeah, it's little barely plot. anything goes on. And like, after she becomes Catwoman, like, we were, like, we're over an hour into the movie, and Sharon Stone hadn't even showed up for the second time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Colin was like, where's the Merovigian? Or like, where's, <laughs> where's Lambert Wilson? It was my just, it was he, like, just about, his arm my tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> it's just about Halle Berry dating Benjamin Bratt for a while. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so it's a romance. Basically it. Oh, and then her uh, her sidekick is Alex Borstein from mm-hmm. Mad TV and mm-hmm. uh, Family Guy. That's right. And, and the fabulous <laughs> Miss Maisel, wonderful Miss Maisel, marvelous Miss Maisel. <laughs> she does oh. absolutely nothing. She's in the hospital this entire movie. Yeah. And we keep waiting because she's using this cream that destroys people's faces for her face to melt or do something happens. nothing happens she gets headaches yeah that's it there's you don't no need a makeup effect for that she goes to the hospital for like a hundred years oh but you know what you do need makeup effects digital makeup effects oh. is to make everybody look like a golden god that human eyes cannot stare yeah, at it's very strange uh, so this I, I had read on IMDB and it was like oh it's like a transfer to digital for a grading session where brother art thou which was yeah. like first one to do that inside uh lewin davis inside lewin davis yeah. sorry it had the same sort of look it was very artificial and glowy blown and out weird you could see the all the highlights kind of... are cranked to a million but it's just like people's faces <laughs> yeah they look like Smooth. mannequins the faces yeah. look very manipulated they're they're, they're well now they, we have a thing called highlighter that women use mm-hmm. it's like they have it everywhere uh, on all of the cheekbones and on and men and women like, yeah everybody every human. is like everybody. glowing in this movie and there's, like some the aliens. there's some close-ups of Sharon Stone's face where it looks like some parts of her face have been really blurred and softened and other <laughs> yeah. places have like texture it's very strange yeah what's um, your favorite part April my favorite part would definitely be Halle Berry's performance oh, yeah. <laughs> she just in Wait, general meow she's just so good at Give like wait whoa whoa. I mean, okay, she's not. If she wasn't like giving this performance, then the entire movie would not work because there's some like you know over the top performances, kind of like Sharon Stone and a couple other people, but everyone else is just kind of boring. She's like carrying this whole. Movie. What is the voice that she's trying to do as Catwoman? It's oh, weird. I don't but even know. She didn't seem to do the voice for most of the movie, she, and then and she's like, it came and went. Hello, I am Catwoman. <laughs> she's trying to do like an Earth. Yeah, and then she just speaks normally. (laughs) Yeah, which she's like, it's overtime. (laughs) Oh god, her final tagline. Yeah, we think she said it's overtime. I'm like, is she is she playing sports or some kind? I think Sharon Stone is like pushing her out the window, and she says it's game over. And then Holly Berry's like, it's in overtime. It's overtime. And I'm like, wow, that's a lame one liner. Not enough cat puns. How how about the remix? Oh, oh. (laughs) it's time for the remix. (laughs) Yeah. Well, when she insults uh, the Merovingian Lambert Will from my favorite movie uh, Matrix Reloaded <laughs> she she gets fired and she says you know it's like uh, I wish I didn't waste my time working you know whatever mm-hmm. blah 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 uh, do you think she did all her own stunts April <laughs> Halle Berry? Yeah. Sure. Uh, the, the, the digital doubles. <laughs> the CGI would say yeah, otherwise. We didn't even talk about how, like, how many digital doubles are in this movie. There are times when <laughs> it's like there's no need for a double at all. I know. She's just walking She's walking sometimes. and I'm like, that's digital. The Why final shot that? of the movie is a digital Halle Berry with, like, and her it, hips are dislocated. I know. It's like, I instead think. of, like, compositing her onto a rooftop, let's just have a fake Halle Berry walk on a and rooftop. And then a CG cat in the foreground, like, following yeah. along with her. It's so weird. It's like they tried to, like, they this is probably like the walk cycle they had done as like a kind of CG test. Like mm-hmm. here's her walk totally. cycle, here's the CG double, and they they got a lot of use out of it. I'm shocked that like the 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 camera didn't fly into the mouth of the CG cat. <laughs> yeah, like the final shot. Yeah, like, yeah. and then it goes. <laughs> but like whenever Halle Berry has to like 
literally act like a cat. <laughs> like she's really going for it. There's a catnip scene that we mentioned. She's like walking down the street and like I think Colin, you said she looked like a, like a crack addict or well, something. Well, she was twitchy and like yeah. you know she would notice everything and smell things. Yeah, and, like, she has like. Super well, superpowers, but like literally things that cats can't do, which is like see and zoom into things, you know, like a vampire can. Well, I guess their senses are heightened. But come on, they can't see that well. So, really, this is the original Venom. Well, there uh, are a yeah. number of similarities. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like she goes to a restaurant and she has a big freak out where she's like looking at a fish tank and yeah, like eating looking... a bunch of fish. But then it was the scene earlier on where, uh, you know, just sort of show the transformation, how she was very meek beforehand and then she becomes this like really strong. So it's like, I guess she lives across from a bar mm-hmm. and the bar, they kind of set up, plays this heavy metal music really loud yeah. and she's like, ah, oh, and then she closes her blind and like, they're going to have a scene like Venom where they, you know, she goes mm. over and, and she's like, quiet down. And like, she goes and she like knocks on the door and they're like, nah, we're not going to turn our music off. And they slam the door in her face and her eyes light up like the dog in the opening credits of Goosebumps. It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> her eyes turn into like cat that. eyes. And then, like she, that. and then she kicks the door down and sprays beer on the, she's just pissed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, talk about things cats do. Yeah. A cat would have done that. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, she lives right across across from a bar. I don't think it's the bar's responsibility to keep the music down. Yeah, yeah. so I think she yeah, yeah, she sprays uh like seltzer. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so I don't think they have seltzer at like just, a heavy metal bar. Just like that scene yeah. and it's a no wonderful water. Life. Excuse me, sir. Like and it's a wonderful life where he sprays the old man, the old drunk with, <laughs> with Get out of here, Ronnie. Yeah. It was like that. Old man Gower. Uh, old man Gower. <laughs> I think that's maybe the only time that uh, It's a Wonderful Life and the uh Halliberry Catwoman cat have yeah. been discussing the same. <laughs> Because really, it's her going through her life. What would it be like if she was a cat? Well, you know, uh, Catwoman. Halle Berry. um, (laughs) Also Catwoman. (laughs) uh, Oscar-winning actress. Mm -hmm. And it's been very much talked about how, like, she won an Oscar, and then she did, like, a bunch of movies that weren't well-received. Gothica was one. Then this. um, Was this, like, right after uh, Monster's Ball? I believe. Not, like, right after. I think it was, like, within a couple years. I mean, listen. She didn't pull a Cuba Gooding Jr. by any stretch of the Oh my God! Let us not forget boat trip, originally called boat Gay Boat. I'm not even. <laughs> oh my it's God! Gay Boat? Yeah. Are you kidding? That's oh one God. that we should watch for this show. Oh my God! I hear it's no. real bad. Oh God! Oh. All I know is like someone ejaculates out of into, a window, out right? of a window onto oh somebody. God. Yeah. Uh, is it is it Roger Moore? Yeah, Roger, Roger Moore. Moore yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. But yeah, Halle Berry um, went to the Razzies and she accepted <laughs> yeah, she, she accepted her Razzie. She brought her Oscar and she gave like a really funny, she she was like doing a parody of her own Oscar performance. Oh, which really? Everybody, or, or Oscar acceptance speech where yeah. she cries and stuff. And she's like, I'd like to thank the writers, all eight of them. And everyone <laughs> yeah, was it's, apparently it was really this movie good. had eight <laughs> writers. Yeah, oh, she's well, like, yeah. thank my agent for putting me in this piece of shit movie. It's really yeah. funny. Just Google it. It's, it's on YouTube. She was a good sport. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, don't encourage Razzies. Ah, They're bad. I'm sure at the back of the Denny's it was taking place at. She had fun. (laughs) Again about Halle Berry. She was in this movie and I think it was called A Perfect Stranger. Uh, And it was her and... um uh, Bruce Willis and it's like she's like a, a journalist trying to take down Bruce Willis and it's like oh yeah that's the <laughs> she's one she's like chatting online with him um Bruce Willis doesn't know familiar. how to use a computer no, but it, yeah. I actually watched it and it was really it's a bad movie but it's funny and it's like it's a movie that's like a that's thriller the one, but it's really cheesy at the end it's like Halle Berry is really the serial <laughs> yeah, killer some bullshit like that basically yeah and um I can't remember the name of the the other guy in it but we're gonna uh, share our favorite Halle Berry performances <laughs> yeah. Perfect oh Stranger I think it's called A Perfect Stranger that sounds uh, right it sounds familiar it's like about the dangers of chatting online <laughs> it, like, and you don't know who you're talking <laughs> Yeah, like yeah you could be talking to Bruce Willis. Like that yeah. true life documentary, The Net. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still haven't seen The Net. That was like a TBS staple. Hasn't aged a day since it was That's made. on Amazon Prime right now. I got to watch that. Okay. So what's the other movie that we watched, April? Well, we kept with the cat theme and also... Uh, Oscar, Oscar winning theme, the George Kennedy starring 
uninvited. That's so a, two Oscar winners tonight, you that's guys. That's a stretch, the George Kennedy starring uninvited. I know. He was top build, but... Top wait, build. But people may be like, wait, what? how is our cat involved in this? And we learn right in the opening scene. Yeah, this is mm. great. It doesn't waste any time. Mm-hmm. It's a real weird plot when you say it. <laughs> um, also it's when you watch it. It's a movie where there's a cat inside of another cat, and the inside cat is a monster that will instantly kill you. Yeah, because so it's, like, it's infected with a mutagen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we cut to this uh, it starts out in like a, a science facility or something. It's called Genetic Laboratories. It's like the most <laughs> generic name for any kind of laboratory. Straightforward. And uh, these scientists are like trying to inject this cat with something. It, it escapes. They all start chasing it and it starts killing them one by one. Yeah, it kills like seven people in this opening scene. And you see this giant puppet cat right away. It's like its mouth opens and this little furry it looks like a bat cat thing yeah it's like like a zombie cat it's weird but it's like pulling its way out of the mouth it's like three times the size of the cat as well oh yeah for sure yeah Yeah. and i mean it's really hard to describe this but it's a normal orange cat that they film a regular cat running around and then they'll just cut to a comical giant plush cat head (laughs) with another puppet coming out of it yeah and And the, (laughs) the orange cat head the one that it's coming out of looks like Something out of an anime movie. The facial expression. Yeah, that's yeah, like massive. so funny. Totoro thing going on. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> does. And it's never not funny. It's no, hilarious. it happens several times. Yeah, and this thing comes out of right out of the blue. Yeah, you, there's no like Jaws style. Uh, ooh, what could the thing inside the cat look like? No nope, up. you see it instantly. And uh, to make a long story short, uh, you meet a whole bunch of characters and they all end up on a boat, a bunch of teen spring breakers. Yeah. A, on a, a yacht. A billionaire that we just reminded us of uh, Bernie from Weekend of Bernie's. Yeah, he does. Looks he like kind of looks like Bernie and then mixed with, like, I guess you said Mel Brooks, April. A little like, bit. At some point, yeah. <laughs> a little bit like Mel And Brooks. then there's George Kennedy, who George hates Ken- teenagers. Yeah, he's like his enforcer, I guess. This- oh, and Clue Gulliger's there as well. Yeah. With, we- wearing the teeth that, I think Colin said that, that Mickey uh, Rooney wore in <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. So he's got these yeah. comically large bucks. There's these three older men and then they're all these teens and through and don't forget the cat is there too and And (laughs) at the beginning the cat is like more like a vigilante than anything yeah so before they even get on the boat uh, this cat kills uh, Uh, some some robbers yeah these like uh, I guess it like shows up at some mechanics or something Mm -hmm. like that and And the mechanic is like oh here nice cat gives it some cream and, and then, then some robbers come and knock the mechanic out. Yeah, this guy like beats up the mechanic, uh, steals a truck. I guess it's like this red pickup truck. Hops cat, a ride. The cat hitches a ride and <laughs> kills them both. Yeah. <laughs> right in the middle, it just bites these guys. And then we cut to the truck uh, flipping off like a cliff or going over a hill or something. And it was like a great, like you see the puppeteer's hand like holding oh, the cat yeah, and totally. like, attacking the guy. And then it ends up on a, a yacht because I think it was just hanging out on the dock. And it just runs up to the one of the girls. Oh, kitty. And then we're getting on this boat with this rich guy. Why not bring the cat? And this is like a porn boat. Like a fuck Oh, absolutely. Boat. Yeah, yeah, I think April said that. Fuck Well, boat. I mean, why why do millionaires have yachts to, uh, to, to sleep with awesome young parties. women? Yeah. But it's just kind of like, okay, it looks like it would be an expensive boat, but it's kind of tatty it inside. It's like scuzzy. Small. Yeah. yeah. It's small like, for I a feel yacht. it's probably director Graydon Clark's boat. <laughs> Like yeah. he probably just owns it. Do you think he could it? afford a boat like that? Uh, probably not. You're right. He directed a bunch of movies. He directed the parody horror film Wacko with George Kennedy. Uh, really? Yeah, Wacko? He, oh my God. <laughs> also uh, released by Vinegar Syndrome. Wait, was that before this movie? Uh, I don't remember where it falls within wow, the filmography. Just like, he did this movie and then George Kennedy wanted to yeah. like come back. I mean, and George work Kennedy it? in this film, like he's <laughs> he's happy for the paycheck. Like it's, a, I don't think it's possible for George Kennedy to give a bad performance. No, he always no. sounds like himself. He's always great. He's got a very commanding. He's got a really amazing voice. And he also was in previous episode Nightmare at Noon. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, he's everything I see him and I think he's great and yeah he's so really good these teens are just like um, cliche 80s kind of like what uh, we're wearing crazy clothes and we love to dance yeah, and make yeah. jokes here's Cooter he loves to fuck there's, yeah. there's the sporty guy there's the nerdy guy you mm, know I'm a biologist yeah, yeah it kind of turns into like a boner comedy at some point <laughs> like, wait is that what you call them yeah boner comedy well, you know like hard bodies or something yeah yeah uh, like ski patrol yeah, and yeah. stuff like that hot, I've never heard it called hot dog the movie <laughs> yeah um 
Hot Dog. Wait, what a screwball shot in Toronto. <laughs> or Porky's. Porky's, yeah. One. Porky's too. the well, next day. Uh, well, this director uh, did a movie called Joysticks. I have it at home. Oh, really? It's, not, it's, it's a heard of that. boner comedy. Boner I'm going to say it like that from now on. That's supposed uh, to be really bad. But... About um, like an arcade. Yeah. Because that's yeah. why it's called Joysticks. The cover is like it's the two, two women like playing a video game. And, like the guy is like through a panel drooling. <laughs> Isn't that the <laughs> like movie a serial killer. where there's like an old woman who has like a fetish for like farting? and. <laughs> That's yeah, the one. What? Yeah. Her husband, I have no idea. Not to be confused it, it, uh, with Fart the Movie. <laughs> yeah. Fart the Movie is amazing. It's about a guy who loves to fart all the time. Wait, and like his wife Amazon breaks Prime. up with him because he can't stop farting. Oh my God. And as we yeah. know, farting is funny. Uh, I think that's part of Joysticks. I don't remember though. Okay. It might have been Wait, another boner comedy. Were you searching like no, a I came up, fart film? No. came up on another <laughs> podcast. No, I, I was searching through Amazon Prime Video and I fart, fart the movie came up. Oh, okay. oh well, maybe like, we should oh watch God. it. I don't know. You're like, you're like a child. You're like, Alexa, play the fart movie. Thank God we don't have Alexa. Yeah. You know that's going to trigger some somebody's, somebody's Alexa. Yeah. And it's like fart movie has been bought. No, we have to we have to bleep that out. Anyway, back to the uninvited, <laughs> or I think it's just uninvited. Because uninvited. the uninvited is actually a classic film. That's right. That yeah. was oh. released by like Criterion from I think the forties. Was it remade? There's another. There's a newer movie in the two thousands. Uh, I believe there's the like a yeah. million movies called the uninvited. Yeah, it wasn't it David Goyer directed one. Uh, uh, David S. Goyer. David S. Goyer. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Uh, I may be thinking of like a similar <laughs> title. But at one point, George Kennedy in this movie says, "Desperate men do desperate." things. Things. And then Colin, what did you say? Oh, it's just like, yeah, like I guess you being in this movie, like I gotta pay rent. <laughs> yep. What was your favorite part? Yeah, April? it's probably pretty like cheap, but I mean, I like the cat. <laughs> yeah, you jump in right ahead, get that cat head. Well, it's not even just like the um, the hilarious puppet, and yeah. there's two puppets, and it's really well done. And whenever it happens, it's just done like in a way that it's like always like a jump scare, but like you, even though you're ready for it, it's I know. never not funny. Justin, yeah. you jumped. I no, saw. I, did. I never you jumped from that. Did cat. I saw you out of the corner I of saw my a eye? Jump. I will be honest. <laughs> it was too. the one where the the preppy guy, the James Spader looking guy, was yeah. downstairs in the in the engine room, uh, and the cat came out, uh, and you were like, I, oh. I am so so easily scared by everything <laughs> and when scary parts happen i cover my ears i don't think i was doing it th- uh, during that so maybe that's how it got me and it's that classic like it comes right out of the side frame yeah it was like panning over and <laughs> yeah. came out it was a great reveal every time but like i mean it, it started off with the cat like having a character like it wanted to give justice because it starts killing off the people on the boat that are doing bad things mm-hmm. george kennedy shoots one of the boys and then he gets it well, first of all the walter wall street walter uh, oh, Played yeah. by Alex Cord, is uh, an actor. He's been in a ton of stuff. Um, uh, he tries to rape one of the women, and then oh, that guy! I, I thought you were talking about the other Clue Gulliger. Clue Gulliger. Oh no, he actually gets <laughs> drunkenly first. like just improvs. The cameras just roll on him, and he's just like doing a bunch of shit. He did something bad. He spit wine on the cat. Yeah. Uh, also, the- he murdered someone at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, oh, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to drown somebody. The cat knew. Yeah. The cat knew. And the cat bites him. And then we learn that if you get bit by the cat, there's like a bunch of uh, Dick Smith-style bladders on your throat and you start bleeding and yeah, you eventually like, die. Your veins, your veins start to pulsate. Yeah, and explode. And <laughs> but not explode in the way like you want. Like no one's no, head explodes It's never satisfying. Yeah. It's we like a little... Explosion. Yeah, we kind of thought at one point uh, George Kennedy gets bit on his ankle. Yeah, and then like his whole body starts going. His it, chest. It looks like it's gonna do the alien thing, and we were it, so disappointed. Yeah, it feels like maybe they were supposed to, and like it didn't work. So they were like, "All right, we gotta keep moving." Or maybe they were like, "They won't be expecting this. They're gonna think it's gonna pop <laughs> no, out like an alien." Like then smash cut to George Kennedy just being thrown into a watery grave. <laughs> they, they do too. Okay, this is my favorite thing. <laughs> okay, there's, there's there's two cuts. So they. Uh, after George Kennedy dies, and it was like this big anticlimax, like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. They just cut to, like, a wide shot, like, high angle of them tossing his body over. It's kind of wrapped, you know, giving him burial at sea or whatever. And uh, the sort of James Spader guy later on in the movie is down in the engine room and gets attacked by the cat. <laughs> just <laughs> brutally mauled. Just brutally mauled. like, ripped off. And he's, like, screaming, ah! And then they just cut. It's like a comedy cut, and I laugh so hard. The same wide angle high of a body being <laughs> tossed wrapped in a sheet. of this wrapped in a sheet, but you know, body with like the big blood stain. 
being tossed over and I, man that was so funny you couldn't have cut it better well you the know, thing if, about you know, this movie is that it's like a comedy but yeah. everybody is playing it so straight really that straight, it goes yeah. into that territory of <laughs> is this supposed to be funny I, I don't think it's a po- but, but I'm not sure yeah I think it is a Grady Clark did like a bunch of comedy stuff before this and while he's not uh I don't want to say the most competent filmmaker. Well, he worked in the industry for a long time, mm-hmm. but he's not very stylish or anything like that. No. Like, there's some steady cam shots at the beginning of the movie that's supposed to be the cat's POV. Oh, yeah, like right. five feet off the ground. It's like, this is a giant cat. But my favorite part of this movie is the fact that the last act, instead of turning into what you would expect, which is a cat picking off teenagers right. on the boat one by one until finally in like the last 10 minutes they figure out what's going on. They figure out what's going on like 40 minutes in yeah. and instead it turns into like this death march like alive <laughs> like that movie where they crash the plane That's where they're right. just on this boat and the boat is broken yeah. and they're trying to figure out how to fix it and the cat keeps like killing them if they go in the wrong place but it's really yeah. their psychosis that is like destroying all of them. Yeah, the cat the- isn't going for people the people end up finding the cats yeah exactly you know going into that different rooms and then their food gets poisoned yeah they can't eat the food so so they're starving they run out of fresh water the cat has gotten into the food and i guess tainted the food so if they eat Mm it uh they'll be infected oh but somebody does and her neck explodes with blood yeah that's pretty good she's like that that was a pretty good death they should have immediately cut to a high angle shot of them tossing her body over the Mm -hmm. and after this death march as everybody's slowly (laughs) dying the film ends with two of the characters getting in a lifeboat and floating away and then the cat jumps on the boat and we're like oh yeah of course this is gonna happen and it jumps at someone and this cat has been like like invincible the entire movie pretty much but you right here the guy, person is just able to toss the puppet off to the side yeah and they're like oh are you okay to scratch you no we're good we're good oh okay. no here he comes again and I, and I think he literally says like oh no he's it's like coming. we're not out of trouble yet or something <laughs> yeah. not out of the woods but it's like someone threw the puppet at him and he like catches it again as it's like and he yeah, shakes it and he tosses it off yeah. and then I think he goes oh all it wants is something to float on yeah so yeah they have this like briefcase full of a million dollars so they empty it out and then throw that into the ocean and the last shot of the cat is just <laughs> it floating away looking at them and it looks really like angry but see like there you go it's like humanity for the cat the cat didn't do anything wrong the cat is not evil it was just trying to survive mm-hmm. okay. the only people it attacked are the people <laughs> who did bad things or tried to harm it or everybody well the two no the well Well, it did attack that guy at the end but the two like good quote unquote good characters they lived did it really try to attack him it didn't scratch him or bite him like it did everybody else it just wanted to give him a hug it's true (laughs) it was just it was just Uh, jumping on the boat and it jumped cats are known for giving people hugs and being (laughs) being loving they do love getting hugs Uh, no they don't no they don't like No, I know lots of cats who like hugs. Meow. Yeah. What, um, uh, what was, like what was your favorite part? plasmosis talk speaking. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I said my favorite part was the cat. Yeah, your favorite part was the bodies. the bodies. My favorite part was how it turns into a death march as we slowly watch everybody die at the end of the movie. But we do have to talk about uh, one amazing part at the very end. So <laughs> the this... final shot? No, no, it was the um, the model boat. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a model so boat funny. in this movie Yeah, so <laughs> right before it sinks, it uh, this big thunderstorm breaks out, and you see this, uh, and then all of a sudden it cuts to this wide shot of this tiny little model boat in the storm. <laughs> Shaking in the water. It's so small. That's how you know it's going to sink. Yeah, yeah. They keep cutting to it because, you know, they want their money's worth. Yeah, it's like, you know, they couldn't shoot the real boat in a storm, so they have this little thing, mm. and it looks maybe it's like two feet long or something. It's so funny. We, uh, Un- sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Unfortunately, the cat's head does not appear above the boat like it does in all the posters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, haunting. Like, like, like it could form like a skull in the clouds or something like that. Yeah, no, it doesn't happen. No. Sad. But uh, the heroes uh, survive. Or do they? Because the final shot is a black cat on the beach. Different cat. Yeah, they make it to the, I guess, Cayman Islands or something. (laughs) Where they were going originally. And then a little child picks up the black cat and there's a freeze frame. Mm. It's like... Like a crop in freeze frame. And you're like, oh, I guess it's It's in another cat. It's like Truffaut's 400 Blows. (laughs) Oh, I guess so. So the briefcase washes up. So once the cat is out 
of the bigger cat. Yeah, it can go into any other cat, I guess. Ah. But when it was um, at the end, when it was floating on the briefcase, it wasn't in the orange cat. It, it was, was zombie the cat. Interior zombie. Yeah, so zombie I guess it, it lost cat. its home. Like a snail. <laughs> it's like a snail, yeah. Yeah, it can go into just cats, I guess. It's such a weird What a idea. weird premise. Yeah. yeah. It's you can't trust, uh, I guess, your cat. But it's good. It's good. It's a good cat. Well, it's so weird. Like, who'd come up with that idea? Like, you'd I think know. that the cat itself would be crazy. You're like, like yeah. Yeah. And then you look at the cat, cat and you're like, mm, oh man, what if there was a cat inside another yeah, cat? Yeah, but then Yoga. that's not enough. I heard But it's you, a poison cat. <laughs> yeah. I heard you like cats, so I put a cat in your cat. <laughs> um, and it's also poison. It's like a turducken. Yeah. So, <laughs> it is. It was very disappointing that, like, when you get bit by the cat, you just kind of die. You don't turn into, like, a rabies zombie monster yeah, that has that would to be, be killed. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that would have just been one too many things. <laughs> yeah. Granny Clark is like, whoa, 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 slow down. The cat was in the cat. We're pushing the limits here. We can't go any further than that. Well, I think that um, like, there is a lot, of, Clark a lot of dead space in this movie. You know, just scenes of people doing people nothing. Dancing. People dancing. Lots That's of dancing. hot in here. Yeah. Like, there's just... some makeout scenes. That oh, oh man. Okay. We got to talk about the greatest like yeah. kill scene in the movie. Well, we got to talk about the foley first of all. <laughs> oh my foley god, foley is kind of connected because the foley artist, re- well, they really got it, their money's so worth. So we hear the same meow of the cat a thousand times, and Holy its mouth is never <laughs> moving. <laughs> and there's one point where it's just like. <laughs> Well, it first starts off uh, in the car crash scene when the cat kills the guys who are driving the red yeah. pickup truck, and then it's crashing, and you hear the like the breaking glass. Yeah, but it's just over and over, and you can just hear somebody like pushing it on the keyboard. We only have this one special effect. This one it's analog, Colin. Cut us some slack. Uh, yeah, so this cat sound effect, but then just like the the hot mics mm. on the mm. oh god that's mm. gross and like so every sound effect was just like really turned up but the cat meow is anytime you ever see the cat ever they play it and its mouth is clearly not moving <laughs> it's never moving it's not meowing maybe it's telepa- uh, telepathic <laughs> it's telepathically meowing yeah sure. they, have these, they have these like two kind of like sex scenes where the couples are making out and it's just like yeah, mm-hmm. but the second sex scene oh, yeah. so ends the, in the best way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the guys uh, gets got shot in the arm, and he's like, I can't feel my arm. And then like the woman's like, uh, I'll give you something else you can feel. And she like takes the pillow off the arm he can't feel, and the cat is just like eating his fingers. Yeah. And, and they're like, like oh, whoa. And then he freaks out, and he's like, I'm my, my blood is poisoned. I have to jump in the water, where it's like, uh, you were gonna die anyway, so why are you jumping in the water? And I then he takes drown. his he takes his girlfriend with him, and who was fine. <laughs> she did not just disappear. Need, she did not need to die. Yeah. Listen, uh, all these cast members, it's costing a lot on my porn yacht. So there's, <laughs> you know, a uh, big uh, a dick seven is gonna be shooting here. Oh in god, a week, it totally so looks like done. one. It's just so gross looking. I think it's kind of a good idea though to set a movie on a yacht to save money. Mm. You know, it, totally. The, the be- you own a yacht? <laughs> no, but the beginning it starts off. There's like a lab, and then there's a parking lot, and then there's a little bit in the hotel, and then we're on the yacht for the rest of the movie. Yeah. But I, and I think that you you get that claustrophobic feeling like they're going for. It's a good idea, mm. you know. And you know what's even better? A cat inside another cat. Yeah. <laughs> that's poison. Yeah, I mean. There's a lot going on in this movie. <laughs> of the layers and layers. Like it's, an onion. It's, it's simultaneously yeah. like uh, a lot going on and then not a whole lot going on as far as like yeah. plot goes. It's a little you know what slow I mean? There's a lot of like points. ideas that are, are just so wacky and then really not a lot happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's how it is. Nothing happens. <laughs> well, I would totally recommend this movie though. I oh, mean, it's a good bad movie. I think oh, yeah. it's like a underrated I mean, like bad charm. movies don't exist. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's an underrated um, hidden gem because I never even heard of it. I think maybe I saw a clip of it at the Royal a couple of years ago in some kind of montage and I was like, "What the fuck am I looking at?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. You see a lot of gifts of it of like the yeah. cat was in the, the the other Yeah, cat. coming out of its mouth. For and sure. now you can see it in crystal clear um, condition on the new Blu-ray released by Vinegar Syndrome. Crystal crystal clear graininess. Yeah, but you want that grain. That's I think like it's, the, I, they scan the negative too. It's, so only, that's how it, it it's only in the night scenes. Uh, uh, yeah, because they probably grain. underexposed when they shot it. Yeah, or just like uh, they're shooting higher ISO or just like a kind Give of Give me like, film grain, yeah. not digital grain, which looks bad. No, I think it's fine. Yeah, uh, It's a little distracting in the night scenes, but otherwise it's fine. 
I've seen really worse, I guess. At least you can even like at least you can see what oh, nah, what you're looking great. at. <laughs> and there's lots of uh, <laughs> there's lots of special features on the Blu-ray. Yeah, if you yeah. Are there's like a new another cut. I think like, it's like commentary. twenty bucks or something. Yeah, Vinegar what? Syndrome. This episode is brought to you by Vinegar Syndrome. Were you saying that the uh, there's a director's commentary on the? There is a director's mm-hmm. commentary by Grady Clark. He actually wrote a book about his filmmaking. What's it called? That you can I don't know. It's probably like Grady Clark, My Story, or something like that. He has oh, a fun career okay. because. He actually worked with Al Adamson, the director of Frankenstein versus Dracula, or Dracula versus Frankenstein, the like really crummy 70s uh, movie. So, uh, yeah, and he was an actor too. So, check out the book, check out the DVD, check out his other film, Black Shampoo. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) I feel like everybody that like you mentioned has written a book about (laughs) George Kennedy. Yeah, George Kennedy, Kennedy, my life in. Yeah I, yeah, I discovered that. I was very happy <laughs> to see that he wrote a book because we all love George Kennedy here. No, yeah. George Kennedy's book is called Desperate Men Do Desperate Things. Is it? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. That's his line from this movie. Yeah. That'd be amazing if he used that line <laughs> to, to name his film. And, you know, Catwoman is... Uh, it's available everywhere. Yeah, Maybe he rents it on iTunes. bookstore you're at and they have a <laughs> bin of DVDs. Whatever gas station <laughs> yeah. has it's a very, bargain bin. It's very available, but uh, I, like... Uh, we don't. Uh, we haven't done a lot of like later movies on this podcast, but there are a lot of like really like f- fun, bad, cheesy like movies that are like from this era, like the mid two thousands and the nineties too. But mm-hmm. this is like a big, probably the biggest budget movie we've done on this show. <laughs> Hundred million um, yeah, dollars so. on the official one, not the Patreon. That's yeah. right. We've yeah. done such uh, heavy hitters as Geostorm, Geostorm. and Venom. And but Venom. What's hundred billion? <laughs> oh yeah, but that's a uh, hundred billion. <laughs> That's a good um, segue into become a Patreon subscriber. Oh, my God. Yeah, we've got a Patreon, uh, and if you pledge $5 a month, you'll get a bonus episode. One just came out for a great movie called Tough Guys Don't Dance, which was released by Canon Films and features Wing Hauser. Oh, God. Mm. Wings Hauser. Oh, no. so, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, no. Is it Oh, Man? No, it's Oh, oh Man. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, man. Oh, oh, yeah. that, that, that's a clip, hidden people. gem. That's, uh, it's, what's his name? Ryan O'Neill? Yeah, Ryan O'Neill. Oh. Uh, I, I think he was probably nominated for an Oscar for something like Paper Moon. Oh, that a bunch of Peter Bogdan. He was yeah, in for love, story. Yeah, love, love, love Story. Yeah, Love Story. Yeah, Tatum O'Neill and yeah, yeah, Paper like, Moon. Yeah, yeah. With that his, was, his yeah, daughter. Was her, yep, that's right. That's Wait, right. what was the, what's the line in Love Story? It's like uh, being love, in love. Love means no. never having to say you're sorry. That's crazy. <laughs> I've never, I've that's never seen it. It's just a very popular clip, and I believe she's dying of cancer or something. Uh, <laughs> in the movie, spoiler alert! <laughs> oh, jeez, I don't know. I think that's uh, why she says that. The Cana- downer. Canadian, what? the Canadian love stories, though. You, you yeah, just, I'm sorry. You, you just you, you're sorry all the time. <laughs> Being in love no means what. always having to say you're sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, uh, join the Patreon if you're interested in that bonus content. Also, if you're at the two dollar level, you can be submitted into our lottery where you can pick a bad movie for the show. And if you want to email us, uh, we're at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com and we're also at no such thing pod on Twitter, and my Twitter is just at April Mansky. Also have Instagram. Uh, I'm at DeClue J on Twitter. Uh, that's D E C L O U X and the letter J. Justin DeClue on Letterbox. Uh, listen to the Important Cinema Club, which is another podcast I do, by going to Important Cinema Club Podcast.com or Important Cinema Club.com. Yep, that's it. Colin. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, at Sergeant Zima. Every S- time we do this, you're like, well, what's <laughs> my Twitter handle again? I think it's Sergeant Zima. It's S G T Z I M A. And all of us. I, yeah, I don't check my Twitter name. That's what happens when you're famous, April. Is that like you're like, I have assistance to deal with this. Or when you have a Twitter handle that's not your name. <laughs> Sergeant Zima. S G T Z I M A. You can change your Twitter handle. You should change it to it's No true. Such Thing Pod. No, then I'll yeah. just forget what I changed it to. <laughs> yeah. Just change it to your name then. Old man Colin. <laughs> old old balls cutting him. <laughs> balls cutting him. But yeah, so two great movies. Two, we should do more movies that uh, feature Oscar winners on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's well, lots the, out there. So that was strange. We thought it was going to be a dual cat episode, but it yeah, turned it's out also to be a dual, dual Oscar, Oscar I mean, episode. The cat in The Uninvited was also nominated for an Oscar. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And then he, he actually. Was sh- the cat was in the cat. No, but then yeah. he showed up at the Razzies and then gave a speech. <laughs> yeah, was, and he was yeah. holding his Oscars. Like, <laughs> So, uh, get your cat spayed or neutered. Um, oh my god! Bob Barker. I'm Whoa. April at Mansky. <laughs> my name's Justin the Clue. You know? Yeah, get your your cat spayed and neutered. <laughs> get your friend's cat spayed and neutered. I'm Colin Cunningham. And remember, there's no such thing as a bad movie. <laughs> Meow.
Meow, meow, meow.